Hello there, love gang. Thank you for joining me on today's episode and welcome to this beautiful episode on It's a Hard Thing. This episode is a continuation of the series we just started, Love Like No Other. The fact that you're watching this video today makes me feel like it's worth it making these videos. So I thank you for sharing this video and I thank you for you know always clicking in. It actually helps the algorithm to send the word out. And I just wanted to know that I appreciate you. Thank you and God bless you. <laughs> So on today's episode on love like no other, we are going to be talking about God having favorites. Does God have favorites? What does this mean for you and I? And what is the right thing to believe as we continue to learn more about the love of God? So I already started to mention this in the previous episode about God having favorites. And there was this one notion that I grew up to have. I always felt like, because I did hear some people say, oh, um, God ha does have favorites. actually have had a conversation with a very, very dear person in my life where she told me that um, she is favored by God over a lot of people because of how her birth happened, the circumstances surrounding her life. And, you know, I, I, you can see clearly how God's hand was involved in her entire growth and how God delivered her. And you'd feel almost jealous, like, wow, God, wow, like really wow, you know? I, this person is somebody I love, right? But I know I, it made me feel like very disqualified because I'm the one person that would naturally, humanly speaking, always disqualify myself. Why would me be the one that God loves, you know, over the other person? So I, I always would be the first person to take the back seat on, you know, being the favored one. It's not quite a good mindset and I have changed. This used to be me in the past because I am also a favored one, right? <laughs> but in real essence, God doesn't actually have favorites. The Bible actually says it, that God has no favorites. I'm going to drop it down here. God does not have favorites. And this is because in his nature, love is just. Love is unbiased. Love is not um, unfair, right? This is what I have been trying to say. His nature propels him to being everything that he is. Many times we don't quite grasp it. Even in God's justice, it is birthed from the place of love. Before I go back to favoritism, many times we've thought about the fact that hmm, some things that God did in the Old Testament were very harsh and it didn't really show you know, the nature of God's love. But I want you to just pause one moment while I show you an example. In the beginning, God created everything, put Adam in charge and gave Adam clear instructions. Do not eat of this um, tree. If you do, you will die. Adam goes ahead and eats of the fruit. It wasn't all, all his fault, but then somehow God came and told him about the curses that, you know, the punishment that was, you know, coming on him. You would think that God cursed Adam. You would think that God actually placed curses on Adam and Eve, but you don't realize that God actually already set a standard. 
don't do this or let this will happen. I feel like God telling him the punishment that came upon him was actually a good thing to do because Adam wouldn't have known. He would just find out that things have changed and he wouldn't know why things just changed even though God had told him, but God had already put it. I'm saying all this to say that if you look around you, look at the whole earth, there are universal laws that govern the realm that we exist in. The law of gravity, Newton's laws, everything that we live in, sorry, everything that we see is an expression of laws. Even laws that govern financial prosperity, or prosperity on any guys, you have to brush your teeth or else you're going to have smelly mouth, right? You have to do something. And God set these laws in place because he wants to give everyone equal opportunities to make choices. It all, only love gives people free will. You cannot, true love doesn't force people to love them. And you can see how God from the beginning gave, I mean, it, both of, I don't know about you, if I was, if I were to be a God, I'll make everybody do what I want them to do, right? <laughs> but God doesn't do that. God gives everybody free will to make the decision. He will give you the option. I've said before you life and death, choose life so that you may prosper. Who does that? So like, I know the right thing to do. I can make you do the right thing, but I want you to choose because I don't want you to feel feel like uh, only rob robots are not given any choice and that's not what love does everybody has an opportunity to choose life to choose god's commands and to obey god's commands so in god's order and justice it is from his nature of love so in the same way the way god favors man isn't because somebody god just decided to choose somebody that would be unfair for every story where you hear that God showed up in very extra favoring ways to that person, pay attention to the details and the history of that person. There is always something that tied and allowed God to reach that person in that manner. All right, God doesn't just show up. I want to give you a typical example. Just There, there are a number of examples, but this is the one that comes to my mind right now. So the story of... Daniel, where Daniel begins to look at the books and he sees that the exile period was coming to an end. And you know, the time that God allotted for the children of Israel to be in exile, right, was already here and nothing was happening. And Daniel begins to pray, right? Daniel begins to intercede. Daniel begins to pray for his people. Lord, this is what your word says. It has not happened yet. Can you please forgive us and, let, and, you know, let your word come to pass? You know, I'm paraphrasing, of course. That's not what Daniel said. But, but yeah, Daniel had to get involved. And it was in his dispensation that the children of Israel were allowed to return to Jerusalem. Now, that's one of many stories that show that for every time God was able to move, there had to be people who were willing to work with him. And that is, that's, that's the order of heaven. So understanding this allows you to see that God loves you and you to also have an equal opportunity to experience his love. All you need to do is realize and receive his love. Now, you cannot know his love if you don't actually go to find out. Go check out the perfect example I always like to use is David. David's 
love affair with God is so beautiful. You are like, is this thing really real? Many times we think about the love of God as something that feels very abstract. I didn't really grasp the depth of God's love myself until I came face to face with, yeah, it was a heartbreak. In that season, I was really talking. I locked out. I didn't talk with anybody. I locked myself in because I felt like I did everything right. So I felt like I didn't deserve that. So I was asking the Lord questions and I felt the Lord tell me, I love you and I have loved you. I love you more than you could ever love anybody. Cause I felt like, Oh, I was such a lover, but the Lord made me see that his love is way deeper than I could ever love anybody. And I know the way that I love. Right. And the Lord making me see that did something to me. I started feeling like, okay, Lord, I want to feel like I'm not alone. I want to feel like you see me. I want to feel like, isn't that what we really want to feel like, you know, somebody has us, somebody sees us, somebody validates us, somebody likes us the way we are. In that season, I began to see God come through in the most minute details that changed my life. And that's why I'm here telling you, God's love is so tangible. And yes, there are requirements for you as a child of God. You know, every child has a responsibility. But before we go into the responsibility of love, because love is a two-way street, I want you to understand that God's love is real and tangible. And there is no favoritism. You are a candidate. God loves you and just needs you to respond to him so that he can overflow your life with his love. The ways that you can begin to engage God's love is by, yes, realizing that he loves you. And number two, engaging with his love. Jesus came to reconcile us back to God. That means there was a relationship. So there's a relationship that was restored. Why don't you take advantage of that relationship by creating times to actually want to hear from him, to want to know how he thinks, to want to speak and understand his heart. This is the way you engage with God's love. That way you're able to begin to have your own deep moment. This is very important. This is very important. In my next video, I will show you how understanding God's love helps you to grow in the things of the spirit helps you to overcome temptation helps you to overcome fear helps you to overcome depression helps you to overcome um, the attack and the oppression of the enemy i want you to stay tuned this is going to become more interesting i look forward to seeing you on the next video we have already exhausted our time and i'm going to stop right here and i want to ask you to please subscribe like this video please share this to somebody who needs this let us change every let's change lives one person at a time by the simple act of kindness sharing this video i'm going to see you on the next video i love you don't forget to turn on your post notification bell i will see you on the next one god bless you